Welcome to Finish Line, the podcast all about accountability. Every week we talk to different runners, learning about why they do it, how they hold themselves accountable, and all the work it takes for them to reach that finish line. Today we are joined by Isaiah Stowers, otherwise known as Stowers Does It All. He's a runner, photographer, and science teacher. Stowers has a YouTube channel and Instagram page where he regularly challenges his audience to fitness challenges and is passionate about running for causes and supporting the community around him. Stowers, pleasure to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Awesome. Thanks for having me on the uh, on the pod, man. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Isaiah, and uh, I think for the longest time I've always gone by my last name, Stowers. And, yeah, the whole YouTube experience kind of just, I don't want to say started on accident, but the, the running experience kind of started from one friend that just inspired me to, to start doing the half <laughs> Golden Gate Half Marathon for my very first run ever. And here we are now. So I'm a YouTuber, science teacher, and um, a videographer. Uh, you did other sports in the past, right? Like I saw in high school, you're a high school wrestler. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, I didn't have a huge running background at all. Um, I was actually a very, very chunky kid <laughs> and, um, it wasn't until about, I don't want to say sophomore year, um, that I really got into sports and I went out for basketball I was doing okay for the chunky kid. Everyone else is like, you know, five, 10 and up. And, you know, they've been playing AAU since they were like, I don't know, embryos or something. And I get out there and everyone was real supportive and stuff, but obviously I I was trash compared to these guys. Um, But I was going to make the team. They ended up switching out the coach. The new coach didn't see everything I was working hard for, didn't make it. So um, I ended up going for wrestling, right? Because I had a friend who, named Megan, who kind of inspired me to get into it. She was this frail little 100-pound thing. And uh, she flipped me, like, just in the hallway, just flipped me over. And I was like, what oh, on wow. earth? How did I do it? I'm like, double your weight. How did that happen? And so I was like, take me to wrestling right now. I want to figure out what you did. And so I joined, and in one season, I think I lost, like, 60 pounds. Wow. And, yeah, and I toned up. I won my first match after losing several matches because – you know, obviously, if I'm 200 something pounds, everybody in that weight class is all like ripped and like they like they've been toning for a while to get to that weight class. And me, I'm just a totally out of shape kid. So once I finally toned down, found my weight class, um, I fell in love with wrestling. I really, really loved it. It was like a part of my my being. Um, and from there, I think that's kind of where I really started running. But it wasn't for any causes, just because we had to run at practice because we would talk off a lot. Um, and, and it didn't bother me cause I didn't mind running. Um, but yeah, so wrestling is really where it all started. That's where my fitness kind of kicked off. And, um, from there it was, I hadn't done any, any sports at all until 2019 when, uh, my friend Paulo invited me to do the golden gate half marathon. And crazily I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And he's like, cool. I just signed up and I was like, Oh snap. Okay. Uh, let me go sign up then. I guess we're doing this. So we trained for a little bit and we did it. There's uh there's something about signing up for a race that really puts you in the right mindset to, you know, stay motivated throughout the whole time. It's kind of like um maybe it's the medal, but it's just the fact of like knowing that you can complete a 5k or a marathon if you sign up for it, like reaching towards that goal is really important cuz like for me, I was, you know, a casual runner like I grew up playing sports like soccer and I would run there and then eventually like after PE and like sophomore year I finally started 
like just running on my own just to run. And then uh, one day me and my friends were like, screw it, we're going to sign up for a marathon. And as soon as that happened, it was like a shift in mindset where yeah. all of a sudden, like every single run we did, it was like, okay, I need to run and I need to do well on this run and not cheat because if I don't do well on this run, I'm not going to do well on the marathon that I just paid for. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, it's just, it's a different mentality. Um, and I think for me getting into that and never having an experience, because when we signed up 2019 from when I graduated from high school, there's no, no kind of <laughs> activities going on. So when we signed up for it, I think immediately I was like, well, I don't want to not complete a half marathon that I signed up for. I'm paying money for it. And, you know, it's gonna be really embarrassing if he finishes and I don't. <laughs> so uh, we were practicing and you're not practicing, but we were conditioning and getting our bodies ready. And um, I think the most that I had gotten up to was I think running eight miles. And I was like, there's no way I'm gonna get to 13.1. We only have like a few weeks left. I'm not prepared for this. And um, the day of, I think it's when, that's when that shift in mentality happened. It was like the moment you get there. Cause you gotta wake up super early. We had to, cause we're coming from Stockton. So yeah. that like a, what, hour and a half drive in the middle of the night to get to San Francisco. And um, it's like five o'clock in the morning. It's pitch black outside. You got like those huge, like high beam lights just so people could see in Ghirardelli Square. And it was freezing. We didn't know how to dress. Like, are we going to get too hot? You know, should I, I see people in like with no shirt on. Are they crazy or is that the norm? I don't, this is my first time ever. And seeing everybody there, just seeing literally someone age like 19 and a lady that I'll never forget, probably 95 pounds, like 75 years old. You know, just seeing that huge variety of people all doing this, I realized this is a culture. And I was blown away and encapsulated from that moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, the race I signed up for was eventually canceled due to COVID, but um, <laughs> I kind of experienced that. I mean, like, I live in San Francisco, so whenever I'm out on the trails, there's always somebody else out there running with me. But uh, I can't wait to, like, go to an actual race and see, um, you know, everybody just in line ready to go at 5 a.m. like that. It seems like really something. Yeah, it's it's really a shock because, you know, everyone's stretching. Everyone has their own routine and they're coming from all over the place. And some people have like, you know, these lime green dyed hair. Some people shaved off both sides. It's just totally different characters. Um, we had no clue what kind of shoes to wear or anything. I wore these shoes that my friend gave me because she like found these New Balance shoes that were like run Disney, I think. And um, she found them and like got them in like a flea market that were like unworn. So I took those. Meanwhile, oh, I run wow. around. I'm like, what is that brand? We're trying to look at everyone's shoes. They're like, Hoka, what's that? You know, what's a, what is that? Everybody it's, else had like Vaporfly three maxes on. And yeah, stuff. I was like Vapors. And I was like, oh my God, those are nice. I've never seen it before. What is a Sakovany? What is that? So we were just seeing all kinds of stuff, like just learning totally noobs to the whole procedure. And once the first wave left, I was like, oh snap, this is real. <laughs> yep. It was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And this was in 2019? Yeah, that was my very first time doing any kind of event ever. November 3rd, 2019. Did you start uh, filmmaking before you were a runner? And like, how did these two, I guess, hobbies kind of merge um, running and filmmaking? Yeah, it's a, it's a weird mix. <laughs> um, I started getting into photography a long time ago. And 
I liked photography, but I felt that video was more expressive. There's going to be a bunch of photographers that are about to attack me after this, but I'm like, what? No way, bro. But filmmaking to me was more expressive because I felt I could tell more of a story. And um, so I started just doing like little film things here and there. Um, I started doing like quinceaneras and, and weddings and things like that. And I wanted to build a portfolio. But in the meanwhile, my friend's like, hey, you want to do a, mar- a half marathon? So I did that. And once I was hooked on that, um, I wanted to continue to do more. 2019, we're completely unaware of what's going to happen in 2020. We don't know we're about to get sucker punched by a whole year. And so um, November hits. I signed up for my very first virtual marathon thing. And I'm all excited for it. And um, But it's a year-long one. It's like run 2020, I think is what it was called. And you're supposed to run 2,020 miles for the year. And I'm like, cool, I, you know, I'm gonna keep myself motivated to do this. I was like, oh, let's do other virtual marathons in the meantime. So I was like, yeah, let's sign up for this and this and this. Spartan race, cancel this, cancel this, cancel this, oh, cancel. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, it's like my passion's burning right now and I can't even like, it's flocked to flame. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? And then I saw this thing that said crush Corona. It was a run and I was like, hmm. Okay, well, let's. I guess I could do it by myself, and so I, I did it, and I was like, let's it'd be cool if I documented it. So I, I ran, and I kind of talked about the experience first and foremost, and I ran the whole thing, documented it, and put it on YouTube, and people watched it, started getting people following the channel, and the rest is kind of history. I, I never planned on mixing the two at all. It just kind of happened, you know, because it's amazing what things happen when you're forced to kind of look at what you're doing in COVID. I feel that a lot of people found their their niche in, in COVID because you start seeing things that you could do that you never thought of doing before because yeah. now you have free time. Yeah, one of your recent ones seems to get a lot of intention the time when you ran uh, 26 miles and you ran to over 26 small businesses in Stockton. Um, what was the real goal behind that and uh, what made you decide to do it? Yeah, so I started doing a lot of virtual runs through the company that started the Crush Corona Run. And um, I started documenting all of them, and they liked that I was documenting them. So they started sending me races like, hey, do these ones too. And when I got the most recent one in in fall, it said that it was going to be, you have an option of doing a full marathon. And all my subscribers were saying, you know, do a marathon, do a full marathon. And I kept dismissing it. I was like, no, 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 that's way beyond i'm barely able to do 13 miles i can't imagine 26 that's just crazy so i kept pushing it off putting it off and then now the opportunity presents itself to actually run a marathon so i like a psycho signed up for it and i was like ah this is probably gonna be a bad idea (laughs) so i i know that you typically have to prepare you know for a marathon and everything and this is like what four months away um and so i'm like uh Maybe I should just back out. Maybe I should just try to do the half marathon and call it a day. But I wanted to showcase, because I'm running all these things by myself. I can't run with anybody. It's just me running, at least until COVID lifts up, and then I can start inviting people and do cool stuff. So I was like, how can I incorporate other people, though, even though I'm not running with them? And I was watching um, the news, and Stockton was going through this terrible time where small businesses were like really suffering. They still are. And I was driving down um, Pacific Avenue, which is one of the main streets in Stockton. Um, it's pretty much like the the bloodline of the city. 
and I'm going down Pacific and you're just seeing like businesses just not operating. And it was kind of just like, kind of sad because I've been, I've grown up here and you see these businesses all the time, you know, the owners and it just kind of sucked that I'm doing all my Walmart pickups, you know, everything's done through Amazon, uh, Amazon prime and all the bigger companies are getting all the love right now. It'd be great to kind of showcase the small guys that you used to go to, but obviously we can't right now because at the time there wasn't an order that allowed people to even do restaurants outside and everything. It was, it was ugly. Yeah. So I really wanted to show all the small businesses and, and show that I really appreciate, you know, that they're there and that they're still trying and that even though this is a terrible time that it will pass eventually. So let's remind everybody that there's still small businesses that you can go get takeout from and you can go still get your dry cleaners done here. And um, this gym is still doing outdoor challenges and there's still things going on that we kind of just forget about because we're all locked up in our house. We don't see them either. So the premise was if I can run 26 miles, I need to have some place to kind of hydrate myself. So what if I just hit up the small businesses and say, Hey, can you put up like a bottle outside? You know, you don't even have to be there just behind the building and I'll just, chug it because I need water to run throughout the city. And yep. so they're like, yeah, sure, that's no problem. And so that was one business. I think the very first one to say that they were down was the healthy spot. And that was the end of the, that was, the, they were towards the end of my, my route that I created. So I needed somebody else strategically placed. So I started calling more and they were like, yeah, that's great. And so then word of mouth started passing around. I'm like, Hey, we heard you're doing a marathon. Um, did you want us to put out some water for you? And I was like, sure, that, that'd be great. Um, I'm like, cool. So then I just started saying, Hey, I'll shout you out. If you just, you know, put some water out for me, people started making, bringing out Gatorades. Um, one people, some, one group started doing like a Herbalife thing, like a mix. So that way I had like a, some energy throughout the run, some electrolytes and you got a, you got a free haircut, right? I did get a free haircut out of it. One, one of the barber shops, they, they cut my hair for free, which was cool. <laughs> it was cool. Cause I also got to see businesses that I've never heard of before that were recommended to me. It was, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. Yeah. Uh, I really like the way you covered it too. Um, did you have people going around filming you the whole day or how'd that work? Yeah. Yeah. So like I mentioned earlier, I usually do everything by myself. I'm my cameraman. I'm, I'm the director. I'm, I'm everybody. But there's no way that you would be entertained by me running around the city like a psycho with a camera in front of my face for 26 miles. It just would not be entertaining for anybody. I would be, it would be painful for me to even edit it. So I contacted some local photographers and asked them, I was like, hey, you know, I'm doing this thing free. I can't really pay you, but I'd like to expose you if, as a small person in the, in the city of Stockton. If you want to just meet me at these select locations and just get some footage of me. So that way it's not one stale angle the entire time. And so, um, yeah, I, I hit up some photographers and they were all down to do it. And so uh, they were strategically like they I sent them like my map of my route where I was going to go and they pinpointed where they would go and they would drive there. And so they'd be waiting for me uh, as I pulled up to that location. And boom, it was like a film crew. Um, ABC 10 came out and they were wow. at the finish line. Yeah, it was cool. They were they interviewed me and I was on like TV and people were like, what? I did. I just saw you on TV and my students were seeing me on TV. It was a really cool, cool experience. And um, there's drones flying above my head. It was it was really cool. <laughs> I also uh, so like I grew up in Berkeley, so like East Bay, California, and I, I've, of course, been to Sacramento. But um, I also learned a lot just about the 
community you guys have up there and the businesses and everything. Um, one thing I really liked about that video is like you would stop about every mile and like talk to somebody that owned a business and then they would come out, even if it was just for like 10 seconds. Like I learned about the barber shop. I learned about, um, you know, the running store in uh, Sacramento and like all these other businesses too. And it really like being someone outside of Sac, like it was like, oh, there's an actual community here. Oh, this is like what people are doing down there. So that yeah. was really cool to see. And I think if your mission was to like showcase these businesses, at least me watching it, like I definitely got that from it. Cool. That that makes me happy to hear because um, being in Stockton, we kind of get sandwiched between like the bigger cities, like the Bay Area is here on the map. I'm saying here, but no one's seeing what I'm doing with my hands. Um, <laughs> the Bay Area is here. Stockton is like sandwiched right in the middle of like the capital of Sacramento, you know? So it's like we often get forgotten about, but there's a really cool community here. A lot of people that have great businesses and even the ones that um, I ran past, but it would have just been like an hour long video. I, I couldn't include everybody, um, yeah. but they still got credit as I walked by, I put their logo. Um, it was just really cool seeing how many people were supportive. And this is early in the morning. This is like seven o'clock that I started oh, in the wow. morning. So yeah, and these businesses aren't open. It's a Sunday. <laughs> so they're waking up early just to come and see me run by their building. You know, it was really beautiful support and I did not anticipate it to be that big or that supported at all. Totally. Yeah. Um, I think if you just like, and, and it's something I've seen with like Kadu as well, if you just kind of go out and put yourself out there, people are generally like pretty receptive and they're going to be nicer than you usually think most of the time. Yeah. I think people are inherently good. It just, you know, we forget because it's scary, you know, doing something that you've never done before and jumping out. Well, you obviously know Kadu has been an interesting and, and very, very useful app. And it's really cool to just, you know, I to just jump in there and see that you guys have all these challenges. It just works so incredibly well, you know. Um, I, I, I told you once before, it's going to be one of those things that people look at when it's like successful. And they're like, man, why didn't I think of that? That is such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, thanks. Thanks for the kind words, too, by the way. Um, Not yeah. a problem. I, I would give the Kadoo pitch, but, uh, you know, um, you Stowers, Stowers may be coming out with a review here in a little bit, so you may be able to see that. But, uh, you know, we could leave the Kadoo stuff um, for the end here. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, if we went back to running or I guess just sports in general, um, you were a little athletic in high school and then you got into running. Um, if you had to pick like one of the hardest things you've done, hardest physical challenges that you've um, done through throughout sporting, what would you say this was? Um, I would put by far the marathon. I think that it's a mental stamina thing. It's physically, if you're going off of physical challenges, I would say that when you're in wrestling, it's hard because you're literally wrestling someone that weighs the same, the same amount of weight as you, sometimes a little bit more. And that's difficult to do for even six minutes because that's all you have. And that is, that's challenging physically because you feel yourself getting smushed by someone that weighs as much as you and is literally trying to like put you in weird positions that you can't get out of. Physically, I think that's the hardest stuff I've done. I've done basketball now that I've gotten older, but the hardest mental thing that I've ever done in any sport has been the marathon for sure. Because once you, I was talking to some people from, uh, uh, fleet feet. Um, and they were telling me, cause they obviously are full of runners and, um, this lady named Ashley, she runs ultra marathoner 
and she was saying the hardest time that you're going to have is when you reach mile like 16. And I was like, why 16? <laughs> She's like, I don't know. She says something about 16 and mile like 18, 19, 20. That's the, that's the wall that everybody hits. So I was like, nah, not me. <laughs> Surely enough. I didn't even realize it. Cause like I look at my watch and I was like, holy cow, she called it. It's like right at mile 16. Um, you just feel your heart rate, like just start to go crazy. And my legs, like all my tendons, I can feel where they are. <laughs> it's just, that one was hard to get past. Cause I'm like, okay, I still have 10 miles left. I got to push through this. So the mental stamina, I think was the most challenging part, especially in the last two miles too. It's just trying to push through. Yeah. Um, I mean, before like uh, for 2020, I set a goal. Like I wanted to run 365 miles that year. Um, so one mile a day. And I actually slacked off quite a bit uh, during the little bit of the year. So um, I ended up the last um, 11 for the first 11 months of the year. I did like 191 miles and I had 170 to go to reach my goal. So I ran the last 170 in December and originally like I before like December started, I like ran probably like 11 miles is my longest run. And now I practically had to do this every single day to reach my goal. Yeah. And at the time, like your mental mindset before you do like a big run like that, it's um, you think it's the end of the world, right? Uh, it seems like so big, but I'm sure like for me anyways, after I was running 10, now if I like want to do 10 miles on the weekend, it's like, oh, I'll go this weekend, I'll do 10 miles. I'm sure if yeah. you were like challenged to do another marathon, it wouldn't be like as mentally challenging as that first time. I think you're right. I think, cause I plan on doing another one. Um, yeah. I did that one in November. I want to do, or October, I want to do another one in, in uh, March. That's my next one that I'm unofficially planning. You heard it here first. Uh, but I think I think that it is going to be a little bit less mentally challenging because I've it's kind of like you've been there before, you know, you, you've been there. But I think still the hardest part is going to be knowing how incredibly large 26 miles is. Like when I was mapping it out, you drive this distance, right? And you don't realize when you're on foot, goodness gracious, that is a long way away. <laughs> um because, you know, you're not from Stockton, but the, the route that I took, it's a street that I drive all the time. I went up to um, our um, our building, our, um, what's it called, City Hall, and I went to our waterfront side. I went downtown and, and wrapped around, and it's like, this would have took me like 20 minutes in a car <laughs> like, yeah. to get here, and it's been an hour and a half. What? So it's, it's really... Um, it seems daunting. I think that's the word, but it's not too bad once you look back and say, wow, I did that. And I'm not too crazy, but I think I'll do a couple more this year. Totally, totally. So uh, do you have anything you can hint at? I know um, I saw on your Instagram, you're planning on doing 2,021 miles in 2021. I see like that's quite a popular challenge among runners on Strava and throughout I see. Yeah, so... Um, I'm not doing it myself. That'd be, I'm already way behind if I was trying to do it myself. Yeah, me too. That's but, nuts. That uh, I, I can't even like imagine doing that. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I think if you like divide it by 365, you're running like five point something miles every day. Um, yeah. yeah, it's, that, there's no way. I would have to have no job or something or <laughs> just live off of coffee. But um, no, I have like a small team and um, 
they're all brand new to running. Like this is not something that they've done before. And um, I wanted to take it as an opportunity to help get them into running because I, I think that they're all capable of doing it. Um, one of my friends, you know, he was uh, definitely like um, more active in high school and stuff. Um, the other one, he was also more active in high school. He was a dancer. Um, and then another one, he uh, started getting into like running and stuff and then COVID hit and then, you know, jobs get affected. It just, it just sucks. So I think that it's, for me, a way to kind of just find my solace. When I run, it's, I zone in on myself and I take away everything else that's a distraction. I don't worry about the job. I don't worry about this. It's, I'm trying to finish a 10K today. That's my goal. And if I can help him have that kind of solace that I get, then I think that I did my job. So it's it's just to help more people realize how how cool running is for me and hopefully it has the same resonating feel for them. Totally. Um and this can either apply to running or any other goal in your life. Um, like, what are some ways you just hold yourself accountable to reaching running goals or or, or life goals in general? And um, the habits you get from running, do you see it, um, you know, also affecting the rest of your life in a positive way? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I say one of the most motivating ones lately since I got Kadoo has been Kadoo because <laughs> oh, yeah. it really helps you. It helps you really get out there. No one wants to, no one wants to lose. But um, before that, um, I think that it just made me feel good. You know, I um, felt myself just feeling more lean, I guess. My body felt like more lean, but it also helped me start my day. You know, normally when I roll out of bed, it's just, you know, you're not stretch. Your muscles are all tired and tight or whatever it might be, whatever your feeling might be. But when you get up, you knock out a run, you automatically start your day off accomplishing something. And after that accomplishment, everything else seems like a breeze. You know, I, I hate doing the dishes and my wife will tell you, <laughs> I hate doing the dishes, but if I go do three miles and I come in the house, I'll cook you dinner and I'll make you or cook you breakfast and I'll do the dishes and not a problem. I just, it changes my mind state. It just feels good. Yeah, definitely. I see that too. Um, whenever it's like, it's almost like if you don't run for more than a week, like you start to feel sick a little bit. And then um, yeah. also another habit that I see at least, and this could totally not have to do with running, but like anything, if I haven't ran in a while and anything bad happens in my life, I'll blame it on not running. I'll be like, oh, this happened because I didn't run this week or because I didn't <laughs> run today. And then I'm like, shit, I need to go run. <laughs> no, dude, I totally understand, man. Um, there was, okay, so confession time. Um, <laughs> when I hit about, I think, November, um, it was after the marathon. Um, I did like a turkey trot. And then when Thanksgiving hit, like all the food that I was eating, I just, I don't know, it just killed my vibe because you just feel sluggish. And it's like, I can't run now. I just ate too much, yeah. you know? And then, and then you have all this leftovers, you eat more leftovers and you're like, well, I can't run now. I just ate too much. Yeah. And then it's like, you go through all the leftovers and by the time you're done with leftovers, it's like, okay, now I'll start running. And then Christmas comes and then you got all this food again. So I just, the food, I think just dragged me down. I gained about like 10, 15 pounds or something like that oh, during man. this, like, yeah, it was bad. So I told myself, I was like, you know what, you gotta, cause I, you feel sick. I feel bad. I feel like mentally, like, like I'm doing a bad thing by not running <laughs> because I know that I'm more productive when I run. I know it makes me feel you know better about getting taxed then, but it just feels terrible. But now that I started running again, it just feels like 
I'm a whole new guy. My weight's already back down. Um, I'm knocking out like grading because I'm a teacher. You know, you can get more grading and stuff done because your brain just, you're just all cylinders going, you know? So I, I totally understand what you mean. <laughs> awesome. And uh, one of the last questions here, um, is there any favorite books, thought leaders, online resources, or just like people that you've looked up to that help inspire you for um, staying motivated for running and fitness in general? Um, well, there's um, David Goggins, of course, who's like the, oh, yeah. he's, the guy is just, he is, gives me goosebumps about how incredible the dude is. And um, I think that the mental tenacity, that's where he's my motivating factor. And um, before I got into running, didn't really know who he was, but my friend Paulo, the one that got me into the marathon, the half marathon the first time, uh, we were running and every time, you know, we'd feel tired, he'd be like, ah, no, Goggins, Goggins, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> what are you talking about? But um, so after hearing his story and everything, he's one motivating factor. Um, there are a couple of um, books that I really look up to. Um, and it's one's called um, Quit the Day Job. And um, I haven't quit my day job, but the mentality behind putting your passions, you know, as a priority, I think really helps motivate me too. And it helps me when I'm discouraged because when you start building up a YouTube channel or a following of any sort, and I'm sure you've had like moments of like, gosh, like how do I, I'm like kind of like a plateau. What do I got to do next? It kind of helps remind you that you have to start somewhere and it, you work in increments. Very few people get these like overnight, like crazy exponential growths. So um, yeah, just those kind of things just, you know, help humble you when you're feeling down about yourself or if you're feeling down on a run, you know that it's possible. Totally. Yeah, that's a great way to end it. Um, I also am a big believer in, uh, you know, hard work will get you um, to a place where, you know, just hard work compounds. So, like, if you're working towards anything, um, your skill and your skill level starts like this and then goes like this the more and more you uh, get into it. So, um, yeah, I think your channel's great. Honestly, I have such a joy watching it. And um, I think... <laughs> you're positively impacting a lot of people here. Like all those businesses, I learned so much about it. It was so welly, welly produced and everything. I, I think especially for the scale you're at, I'm like, this guy should have 15,000 subscribers, 20,000 by now. <laughs> and I'm sure in like a month or two, uh, something like that, something like that can happen. Cool. I appreciate it, man. And I, I want to get there, you know, and I, like I said, I, I know that it sometimes takes a minute to get where you're at. Um, but I think that, I found my style. It took a minute, but you find your style, you find what you like, and um, I'm rolling with that. And I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that through the channel, I continue to inspire people um, because no matter what, that's really what it comes down to. If it's a matter of helping a business out, like the 10K that I'm about to do this Saturday, um, you know, that helping out some more small businesses, or if it's just a matter of getting more people involved with the running community, then I feel like I'm doing my job, even if the subscriber count stays the same. Awesome, Stowers. And finally, if people want to reach you, if people want to learn more about you, uh, where should they go? Definitely. I would definitely check out the YouTube channel. Um, I post every week. Um, at least I try to. <laughs> and uh, Stowers does it all. S-T-O-W-E-R-S -E does it all. Um, and 
does it all because I'm literally trying to do as many different things as I can to uh, incorporate running. So I have some really cool things that are coming up um, that I think that a lot of people are going to love involving video games. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a cool challenge. If I lose, then it's a mile for every time that I lose. So oh, <laughs> it man. could go terribly oh, wrong. <laughs> uh, I've seen this done with push-ups. That's very creative. I like it. I like the style doing it for miles. Oh yeah. It's going to be for miles. Um, or you can always find me on my Instagram. If you want to message me, um, Stowers does it all. That's another way you can reach me as well. All right, great. Well, thanks so much for coming on and uh, we will see you next time. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. And you guys got to hear from Isaiah Stowers. Please check him out on his Instagram account at Stowers does it all and keep up to date for all the latest challenges he's going to have coming up. Thanks for listening. See you on the next episode.